Hello and welcome to a new table. My name is James. I'll be your goddamn DM and I'm here with Joe, Robbie, Jose, Gory. Oh, Corey's delegated to the last. Oh, wait, we switched it up. It went from first to last and last to first. I got the blue shell finally, fuckers. I'll have to edit that out. I disregarded my own rule of not saying a curse word within the first minute. Guys, nice. uh, we're starting a new campaign, and the next two episodes will be explaining the lore. And there's no better way to do that for Derms Clerman, professional <laughs> monster hunter, than reading the original short story supplement. It's like when you get a, a, a thing. A yeah, supplement. a thing. <laughs> Is that what yeah. it's called? I don't know. <laughs> it's a D&D thing. Like a player's guide? Or no, like a, um, um, it's a like mini campaign that's pre-made. Oh, it's oh, a, a module. There okay. you go. Module. You, I was just going to let him get there, but all right. Oh, oh. I never would have gotten module. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this you. is the supplemental reading beforehand. Knowing what you're going to do and what you're going to do, not going to do it. Because I didn't read those modules. I just said, hey, I, I'm, I'm an elf and I'm going to eat this crocodile. And my brother had to let it happen. You goddamn better believe it. I remember that story, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's pretty pretty wild. Wait, like a live crocodile or a dead crocodile? Oh, you better believe it was live. Okay. It it is it live? Run DMC. Guys, we're about to enter the world of Derms Clerman. Everyone listening along, this is a story that I wrote well on the job at a terrible <laughs> employee place that three out of five of us worked at. So I technically got paid to write this. It was stream of consciousness. I did not know where it was going to end, where the middle was going to be. All I knew is I'm going to free ball it. And it ended up being so funny when I read it to Nicole. I kept going and I, I, I'm like, this would be perfect for a campaign. So let's find out about Derms Clerman, professional monster hunter in chapter one, a lion's roar. Now, you guys, feel free to chime in whenever. Go for it. Uh, feel free to laugh, please. Before we get started, that job, because I only worked there for a short time, feels like a fever dream at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It sucked. It's also pre-COVID, so it was like, what? Oh, yeah. Everything pre-COVID didn't happen. <laughs> and everything during COVID, I guess, also didn't happen. <laughs> We're all newborn babies. Those millions of people who died, guess what? No, 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 no. Never happened. She can't say that today of all days. <laughs> Wait, what? Or yesterday of all days. Oh, millions of people didn't die on September 11th. Yeah, I think you forgot, bro. Oh, I can't forget, but all right. Where were you guys? Nine. I There might actually be 9-11. There might be 9-11 references in this story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's get to reading. I think I might. I, yeah, I need to go sans windscreen on this one. Okay. Oh, get into character, James. It's just me, wit, but cooler. <laughs> or I should say it's me, but cool. There are 15 things I stomach this chaotic life for. I won't bore you with 15 through 3, even though you're going to miss out on some gnarly kickflips and kinky armpit stuff. Maybe when we have more time and there isn't this fifth grade field trip visiting my office for reasons I don't know. I haven't gotten a memo or email, so... They're staring at me and the teacher is looking in my direction, anticipating some lesson to come out of my mouth. But only thing that's coming from my lips is filth, dip spit, 
tiny bones when I eat in an original chicken sandwich at Burger King, and the most fascinating and fantastical stories. Stories about my two favorite things, hunting monsters and making fat stacks of cash. The kinds of cash stacks you'd see in an Instagram post by 50 Cent that he, in retrospect, should take down because the IRS is clearly still investigating his <laughs> bankruptcy claim. Oh, no. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Why is he jolting into a tangent about 50 cents financial standings, but breezed right over monster hunting? Also, who the hell is this dude? Well, I'll answer both. First, G-Unit mixtapes. Enough said on that. Second, I'm Derms Clerman, professional monster hunter. I hunt monsters far and wide, short and tall, big and small, any kind. You've named it. I've hunted, captured, and made my nut. Scary monsters, ghostly monsters, pocket, digital kaiju, overbearing, intrusive mother-in-laws, and even shitty toddlers at the movies who kicked the back of your seat while you're trying to enjoy Ninjago with your spouse. Thank God. For real. Look, honestly, hashtag FTK. All right, let's be first, like let's be real. Fuck the kids. <laughs> I was gonna wonder what does that mean? <laughs> you know, real freaking <laughs> monsters. People come to me with their problems and their money, green cheddar cheese like the stacks printed on Lloyd Banks's Hunger for More compact disc. Again, <laughs> G-Unit mixtapes. <laughs> But they bring their problems in a bag of cash. I bring their problems in that bag. Of course, I empty the cash into a savings account because before I use the bag. Plus, if the monster is giant like a Gorgo, I obviously can't fit it into a cash bag. Although the cash bags are pretty gigantic because I prefer to be paid in single dollar bills <laughs> so I can feel like rich man penny bags go into the bank. Clickety clank, the piggy bank. G-Unit mixtapes. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, I hunt monsters. If you think that's not humane, well, you're wrong. I think I'm humanitarian of the century because what I do is for humanity. I have the people in my mind's eye, their safety, their comfort, their sanity. What if you were running a business, a tavern on the outside of Baldur's Gate? You'd go down and to bring up a keg of some meat and uh-oh. There's a freaking farm of Ratatat running amok, literally. They're running amok for <laughs> his amok. kicks, and you don't know what you should do after witnessing a crime being committed in your own backyard. Do you walk away like you saw nothing? Turn to page 69. Do you pull out a gun and bang bang both of them like track nine of Young Bucks straight out of Cashville? Turn to G-Unit mixtapes. <laughs> or do you call me? Turn to... The right goddamn choice. I'll give you a hint. Turn to the right goddamn choice. Jeez. I really wish this teacher and these fifth graders would stop staring at me. So, <laughs> let me tell you one of my fascinating stories of monster hunting. They all start out the same. Some schizoid busts down my door, open, screaming... You gotta help me, Derms. I'm at my wit's end. I stand up, calm, and say, 
Let me pour you a drink to calm your nerves. Can I interest you in a 2018 Popov Neat? See, I, I don't drink myself and haven't taken the time to research the subject, so I have no idea if that's a quality wine, but it's cheap as hell and daddy likes to keep his pockets, my savings account, <laughs> bursting out like 50 Cent did on the rap scene in 2003, DJ Who Kid shit. Then, shortly after, the door slams and I offer them what could possibly be the greatest alcoholic drink in the world, I hear the door slam again. And I shout, there's nothing to see here but darkness. But darkness is the name of my secretary, not her real name. Her real name is Mary. She has a juicy posterior that casts a shadow at high noon, and she likes to be known for it. So she gave herself the nickname, But Darkness. She yells back at me, Oh, Derms, you know I need to check on you. If I didn't, your wife would shoot me. You know I don't have a wife, Mary, I respond. Oh, I know. I just like to keep the idea of wifing in your mind so maybe one day you'll wise up and put a ring in me. Whoops. I mean, on me. <laughs> Mary exclaims. <laughs> Get out of here, Mary. You make it smell weird in here, I profess. <laughs> she responds with, well, like Frasia boy, I smell like pussy. See, I reference hypnotized mind stuff from the early and mid-2000s, not G-Unit. As always, I lose my temper and scream, I said, get out, Mary. And like clockwork, she says, I'm just busting your balls, Derm. To which I frantically say, hey, I said we weren't talking about 15 through 3 today, Mary. Then... We go God back to this it. schizoid, who's now half shit-faced from clearly great alcohol. He sits down and positions himself to display poison class. He's wearing silk clothing. I get grossed out by silk myself because it comes from a monster's butt. Oh my silk God. worms equal monster. Silk clothing equal woven monster butt. And he has a scar on his face, so... I can get past the silk hanging from his body. Facial scars are cool. Only if he were wearing sunglasses and G-Unit sneakers. Damn. I have a question. What's up? Is Monster Butt another person? No, no. Monster <laughs> Butt is just um, a literal monster's butt. Oh, boy. Damn. He'd rival me in cool if he were wearing those, but shit. I'm wearing sunglasses so tinted if they were on a car, I'd be arrested on suspicion to overthrow Dice Clay as king of cool, of course. Oh, boy. And I'm wearing camo G-Unit kicks with a vanilla berry cigarello in my mouth. Now I have Nothing's a question. Nothing's touching me. Was Dice Clay <laughs> ever cool? Yeah, dude. Okay. Have you, <laughs> I've never been to the 80s? No, and I'm okay with that. That seemed like such a desperate, convincing tone. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, should I make the dice clay might need to be a monster hunter in here? <laughs> I have no because idea. in uh, Yu Gi Oh, at one point there was dice monsters. Oh, okay. I like Boom. that. Also, connections. He's always talking about like Hickory Dickory Dock. The mouse ran up my cock or something. He's trying to take out those mice. He doesn't want them near the his ricottas. cock. Yeah. Got it. All right, so what can I do for you, sir or madam? He takes a swig of priceless Popov, clears his throat, and says, 
My name is Elbow Jenks, and I need your help, Derms. I have a creature that needs to be killed. I stand up. Elbow well, Jenks. killing monsters is my specialty. What kind of monster you got for me? Elbow's pupils shrink, and he begins to shudder as he thinks of the foul beast that Derms, me, is about to be tasked to slay. Elbow takes a deep breath to relax and counts to ten. One, two, oh, no. uh, three, five, seven, eights? Elbow can't count for shit. However, <laughs> flowing through what is possibly the most memorized thing in existence, Elbow is calm enough to speak. Derms? I need you to hunt the most dangerous game. I need you to kill Tiger from Aladdin. <laughs> oh my god. Damn. Wait, didn't the tiger have a name? It's Tiger. Um, it's Tiger from Aladdin. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know Disney shit. Did not want to Google it. And oh. it was just a lot funnier to just say Tiger, tiger from, from Aladdin. Because she calls him by his name multiple times. Yeah, Tiger from Aladdin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and that's getting bleeped, guys. And please stop. Okay, it's sorry. being bleeped. It's Tiger from Aladdin. Yes, Tiger from Aladdin. Tiger from Aladdin. Damn! I thought to myself, finally a freaking challenge. I've always dreamed of taking down Tiger from Aladdin, but could never do it myself as a passion project. It costs too much money to make Tiger from Aladdin beg for mercy. G unit. I asked Mr. Jenks, "What's in it for me?" Trying to be calm, of course. Elbow pulls out a fat bag with dollars popping out of the top like in the cartoons. He then removes a cloth from an object he was carrying to reveal a cage concealing a damn fuzzy monster. I freak out. What's the big idea bringing a monster to my dojo? Elbow has a confused look on his face. Derms, th this is no monster. It's a monkey. Oh, boy. We got a monster sympathizer on our hand. <laughs> I say, anything that isn't human is a monster in my book. If it can't speak English, Spanish, Japanese, Chinese, Russian, or any other human language, it belongs in the wild or in the damn ground. So parrots are okay? You're about to find out. Okay. Deaf people are not. Uh, well, no, no, that's a human language. It's sign, sign language. language. Oh, okay. <laughs> Elbow starts flailing his arms about. No, Derms, that's where you're wrong. This monkey knows English, or whatever language the film is dubbed in. He can clearly communicate using noise-based vowels that you and the audience can understand. Well, you'll also need to see his body language to fully get what's going on and comprehend. But he's the real deal. I was astonished. How could it be? A monster that isn't a monster? Jeez, I guess this is what they call being woke. <laughs> so, am I supposed to go to Arabia or something to find this guy? I asked Jenks. Not at all. Tiger from Aladdin is actually staying in town for a tradesman expo at the Holiday Inn on Lakeshore. I was flabbergasted. Oh my god. What the hell could a beast like Tiger from Aladdin be trading? I asked in disbelief. Elbow dips his head towards me, 
looks around to make sure no one else is here, and says, The number one currency of his kind. Baby skulls. I should have freaking known. The thing about monsters is they're monstrous. The worst thing imaginable to us is like Yogi Bear 3D to a monster. Amazing and magical. Okay. Here we go again. I once saw (laughs) Disney's gremlin pickpocket an elderly woman of her living soul. (laughs) Pretty much he just like shanked her in the thigh a few dozen times, but it went into her pocket as well. So her soul kind of did leave through her pocket. It also sounds more dramatic when I say it how I did. What if I just said, I saw Disney's gremlin shank an elderly woman to death. That's just morbid and messed up. No artistic merit. Unlike Tony Yayo's thoughts of a predicate felon. There's, oh that's so God. artistic. If Picasso heard it, he'd cream himself to dehydration. G-Unit. Imagine the ghosts of Disney coming up to you and saying, run them pockets, and then stabbing you. Oh, my God. It'd be good. I mean, as a Jew, I'd be terrified, but not because I was being stabbed, so. I went off in the wilderness with nothing but my wits in this monkey or monster. I don't remember what it's called. Only thing I know is I can't trust it, no matter how unwoke that makes me. I may be what some would call a dead center kind of guy politically with a slant towards libtard cuck, but I'm no monster-loving communist. You know how Stalin rose to power? It wasn't his charisma, because then 50 Cent would be president, and not (laughs) Donald Trump, who I know is an E.T. monster in an orange skin suit. (laughs) No one's fooling me on this. Stalin rose to power because he had an army of Russian werebears at his disposal. Duh. Mussolini? A mononana covered spaghetti monster. And Saddam Hussein? You guessed it. Tiger from Aladdin. Aladdin. So I'm ready to make him never forget my face or my fists. I'm starting to think this teacher might be on the whippets train because... She's just staring at me like my name is Endless Void. The fuck? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The Holiday Inn on Lakeshore doesn't take long to get to because my office is on Lakeshore. It's a convenient street for me to work on because it's littered with monsters. Mastodons hustling their bodies for change, Big's feet mugging tourists like a number of G-Unit songs, Tamagotchi using the world as their dang toilets, and Mochi on pogo sticks hopping around and falling in holes. Holes I dug because I dig a fallen monster. (laughs) The Holiday Inn is heavily secured tonight. These guys are probably getting paid off in baby skulls. Human scum feeding the problem. I have no compassion for a human dealing with monsters, and these dicks are going to make it difficult for me to get in. But I remember that I have an in, a secret weapon. I have the monster Jenks bequeathed to me as payment. Hey, shit for brains. You understand me? The monster gives me the middle finger. (laughs) That's a yes in my book. The monster is wise to the plan. We both get out of the car. It's an 89 Buick LeSabre. 
Nothing better in my book for running down small <laughs> monsters like critters or centipedes. It's an ill-ass ride. The monster <laughs> hops into my arms. Oh, my God. It's as if uh, that was the first car I ever owned. The monster <laughs> hops into my arms as if I'm his butler or personal chauffeur. We walk up to the security guard with a strut-looking oh-so-gangsta G-Unit radio this time, and our plan is about to unfold. Can I... See an invitation, the guard says in a low, hussy tone. I look down to the monster. The monster looks up at me. We both nod our heads. I grab the monster by the skin on the top of its back like a mother cat and fling him through the air as he screams like young buck on Lose My Mind. He lands with a smack on the security guard's face and latches on with his tiny monster claws. The monster begins tearing at the guard's face as I run past both of them, dodging the spray of blood from getting on my already described G-Unit kicks. Before I enter the building, I turn back to the horrific scene unfolding. I tighten my fist in the air and say in a hush whispered, Get him, monster. Earn your keep. To be fair, I once saw a documentary about chimpanzees and how they fight each other, and they will rip each other's face off and then eat it. Face off? Now... In retro, it's a Nick Cage, yeah, and John Travolta movie. You know, we did the whole thing for the engage with Nicolas yeah. Cage. Now, in retrospect, I see that our plan was a huge mistake. The guard was screaming so much it just drew attention to the guards inside. Also, Jenks gave me an invitation to this event. <laughs> I guess I love vengeance more than sneaking in. It's why I could never get into Metal Gear Solid. I'd just snap next trying to get to that monster prey mantis with telekinesis, losing every time. But there's no restart here. I can't just hold down start, select, R1, R2, L1, and L2 and go back in time to try the same exact scenario just to get the same exact result. No. This time I had to make my sandwich and eat it too. And boy, did I eat it. Each guard, smelling of gamma tits and cocaine, picked oh me up and threw me in a damn trash chute. However, this wasn't like in the kids' movie where trash chutes are like a play-play slide. No. This was a straight drop to a deafening crash on a cement floor and a one-way trip to Concussion City. Pretty sure you're not supposed to sleep with a concussion, but I had no choice. Daddy freaking died. <laughs> oh god or so i thought i woke up an hour later to a malnourished agumon licking the blood pooling out of my ears my metal gear training kicked in and i snapped his neck clean (laughs) so clean in fact i got 200 extra experience points that's a tony hawk reference uh which one is agumon the dinosaur looking one okay i just couldn't remember leveled up health meter restored and derms learned a new skill Throwing a dead Digimon up against a wall is a cool thing to do. (laughs) Uses zero magic points, zero skill points, but gives the ladies a moist boner. After I brush myself off, I look around the dark room. There's only one light in the whole place, beaming rays into the center of said room. I see nothing but a cement floor. The same cement floor my body thudded on two hours earlier. Suddenly... I hear the sound of small, sharp objects tapping on the ground in the distance. 
I wait and ready my new skill. Throwing a dead Digimon up <laughs> against a wall is a cool thing to do. As I see what emerges from the darkness, my heart sinks and my genitals rise. Two enormous tigers crawl into the light looking like smug dicks ready to tango. As I start to lace my dancing shoes, I notice something. These tigers aren't like the ones back home. These tigers have knives. <laughs> Most people would... Dude, scr- if a tiger ever pulled a knife on me, I don't know what I could possibly do in that situation. I don't either. Get fucked. It's like the TikTok of the, the couple that always are uh, sword fighting and they give the dog a sword and it's always... Oh, always yeah. Most people would scream and run if they were put in this situation, but I'm no coward. I'm a man with no fear or wits about him, probably, or mainly, because I was concussed. (laughs) Also, I had a dead Agumon with an unsupported head flopping around like a cat with a snapped neck, ready to fling through the air at these monsters of industry. I observed my foes as they did me. Their fur was neatly brushed, possibly combed. Either way, their grooming standards let me know they weren't some lowly hench monsters. Tiger from Aladdin obviously knew I was here, knew of my reputation, and brought out the big guns to ensure I was dealt with quickly and painfully. My eyes drew down to their paws. The knives looked high quality, like something you'd see in a Tarantino film or a late night infomercial. You know, top notch shit. One thing seemed off, though. The knives were strapped on using everyday masking tape. I'm not sure if this was maybe because it works best with fur or if the knives were an impromptu afterthought, but nonetheless, it looked like a real shoddy job. Either way, I was flattered to see Mommy got out her fancy cutlery for old derms here. I should also mention both tigers were wearing corrective lenses. They could be twins, both with jank eyeballs. It kind of took away from their badass demeanor, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say they're transition glasses, so at least in the sunlight they're looking cool AF. They have astigmatisms, and you're you're bullying them. That's not cool. They have a, It's a medical issue, and they can't see. It's... You guys said I read this to you, and clearly either you forgot what no, happened. I remember next. the glasses being on the tigers. It's just been a while. And that was weird. Okay, well, if you think I'm bullying them now, I wonder <laughs> what they were thinking about me as they did their observing. I mean, if they could even think anything more than eat, boink, kill. Here's how I think it went. They knew I was a badass already from what Tiger from Aladdin told them, but once they saw me wearing pitch black sunglasses, camo G-unit sneaks, leather jacket, and yoga pants to show off my thick form, they froze in fright and admiration. Yeah, I'm so cool like Bazaar from D12, G-unit adjacent. At this moment, the knife-wielding tigers lunge at me. I only have a split second to react. I spin in a circle to gain momentum and toss the dead Digimon directly at them. With his loose head fluttering through the air, he's on the right path to smash into both of them. Right before contact is made and my victory ensured... Both tigers lift their paws straight out Superman style to knife swipe the lifeless Agumon. Now, 
the knives may be works of craftsmanship with plus nine against pre-comatose digital carcasses and forged by demons deep within monster hell, which is just any hole in the ground big enough for a monster to wiggle into. (laughs) Or they could be a simple Cutco knife. Either way, I can tell you that masking tape has a negative 13 against any applied pressure because... Those blades snapped right off and barely made a scratch on the cross-eyed Digimon I owned hard a few minutes ago. As the tigers landed on the ground, we all stared at each other for a beat, each of us in disbelief of what happened. It was obviously anticlimactic, much like 50 Cent's The Massacre, G-Unit albums. But I said fudge it and took advantage of the situation. I leapt forward with nothing but my calloused, manly hands ready to feel the life of another monster flee its body and be sent to real hell. You know, like actual hell, not monster hell. It was easy to do to. Both tigers were in a daze of confusion, so when I dashed towards them with a swiftness, they didn't notice. I took one quick swing at one, popping him right in the left temple. As soon as he appeared in the darkness is how quickly he went back. Only this time, it was forever a darkness. Admittance, this poor son of a bitch. I thought for a split second on how to deal with the other tiger who was actually crying now. His eye sank into himself and body language went from boss bitch ready to penetrate the hole that is my life to this lowly shit heel about to pee-pee himself. I knew exactly what to do. I needed to make this tiger turn on tiger from Aladdin. Now, he may be cowering in the corner, but he wasn't going to betray his own kind. Luckily, Derms is a master at persuasion. I took the dumb monster by the neck in a headlock and started pounding his face in. After each punch, I said, oh, I'm so sorry to do this. I don't want to, but (laughs) you're giving me no choice. I love you. It's a little thing called Stockholm Syndrome. Look it up. After 50 pops, (laughs) dead to the kitty's nostril and pupil... He finally submitted to the master of persuasion. I wipe the pulpy mess that was the tiger's face off my fist and move on. With the cat ready to heed my every word, I was prepared to go in with fists, claw, and lifeless Agumon drawn. Might as well pick up and put hella dead tiger into my inventory for throwing too since the Agumon is already sort of falling apart, skin tearing off and converting to ones and zeros. I need one more thing, and I knew it would be around here somewhere. I turned a living tiger. We'll call him Pre-Death Tiger for now because I needn't bother learning the name of a dead cat crawling and raise my fist with anger in my eyes while I shout, Stay! He cowers and pees a little onto the cold cement ground. (coughs) I take the diaper off Post-Death Tiger and put it on Pre-Death Tiger. I I should mention, or at least I forgot to mention, post-death tiger was wearing a diaper, which is why I probably targeted it first. My assumption was it was either elderly or sick with a pre-existing condition that would make it ripe for the picking. Fist picking. (laughs) Pre-death tiger starts to cry even more out of embarrassment (laughs) of having to wear a diaper, so I call him a nerd and turn away. I need to find a tiger saddle. (laughs) 
Although I hate monsters riding into the main showroom of this hotel on the back of a fucking brainwashed tiger with a wilted Digimon in my hands, ready to chuck my G-Units on and highly tinted sunglasses would be the pinnacle of coolness. I grabbed the dead Agumon and, with a lighter out of my pocket, I set his head on fire using him as a torch. The ones and zeros burning and sparking off this digital guide light illuminates the room completely. Worked out better than I thought, so I just sat him in the middle of the room. This was a little hard to do, though. Imagine trying to get a sack of potatoes to sit up straight, but that sack has another sack sewn on top of it with zero support. That's a challenge I had to face, but totally succeeded after I rolled a 19 for freaking craftiness. <laughs> with the room lit, I laser in on the tiger saddles. I start walking towards them in the west side of the room, but that's when I realize... Things aren't what they seem. Freaking Zubats. Hundreds of them. <laughs> this isn't a basement. It's a cavement. A basement made from a cave and it's crawling with Zubats. That's what a cavement is. I only have one option here. I must go the human equivalent of Super Saiyan. I need... To get hangry, I jam my fierce muscular fist in my mouth and start fingering the back of my throat, hitting that unpleasant G-spot, the gag reflex. I start spewing chunks of the dopest food imaginable. Walking tacos, vegan chili, the eight daily hot dogs I eat, drinks with little umbrellas in it, and pounds and pounds of fun dip with Lickamade sticks. No unpleasant taste either because Mr. Clerman is riddled with ulcers, which means I take medicine to stop stomach acid. No acid means no vomit taste, just a swirl of all the right flavors mashed and mushed together. That makes me want to throw up. <laughs> now, that, now that my stomach is empty and the taste of my low pH vomit is making my mouth water, all rational thought starts to trickle from my mind. I become irritable and bald fists are now an extension of my existence. My blood sugar is low and so is my tolerance for idiots and fun. I'm powerful. <laughs> I'm enraged. I'm hangry. Like going Super Saiyan, hanger increases all my stats by 15%. Unlike going Super Saiyan, I want to yell at all my loved ones for doing nothing and not dropping everything to fix my ailment. Good thing my loved ones aren't here. You know, the ones I didn't describe that compile 15 through 3 from much earlier. But like going Super Saiyan... I can now shoot bolts of energy from my hands and eyes. Unlike going Super Saiyan, my beams of inner thought power will straight up incinerate all exterior and interior flesh it touches. That just so happens to be a plus in my book. I thrust both my hands out to my sides and position my body in a focused, sturdy position. I propel energy from my core outward to my hands until I feel the tingle and warmth of pure orgasmic energy ready to burst from my body. 
just before the power releases, I angle my hand slightly towards the sleeping, undisturbed Zubats and scream, Dermayhaklerman! Lightning bolts jolt powerfully from my palms and unleash an instant death to the obvious Zubats sound asleep above me. No screams of pain come from them due to my energy waves dealing an instantaneous 9,999 damage and the Zubats being zonked out like they drank a bottle of Popov neat from 2019. These Zubats were never waking up. Both if I hadn't acted with impulse and rage from being hangry as well as them being more than fainted. They're extremely dead. (laughs) I calm myself and brush off Zubat dust from my leather jacket. As I start walking towards the saddle, I pull out a warmed Snickers bar from my pocket to quell my hunger. I tear it open and, of course, the chocolate is melted and stuck to the sides of the wrapper. What luck I have. I must be having the worst time in the world right now. Uh, F my life, or did I deserve it? I peel the wrapper open and lick the contents like I'm a pig eating from a trough at Willy Wonka's. I feel like a beast who should be put down. No other creature or being could be in a worse position than I am in right now. I hear a faint whimper from across the room, though. It's a baby Zubat crying out for its horde. I walk up to the devilish veen, smack it a little, and say, Hey, you're free now. At least you're not like me, about to crash a cool guy party with Zubat dust all over my sweet units, you dummy. I throw up a clenched fist in the sky to show my dominance over this child monster. (laughs) I'd give it two for flinching, but I'd be smacking around a dead monster because this thing freaking died from fear. Damn it. Now I have Zubat guano on my pants. Truly, I have the worst life possible. See, there's that juxtaposition of like, I just killed an entire thing of Zubats. I don't, I, maybe I should take that out because I don't think that comes oh, across. Oh no, it definitely comes okay, across. I just committed in. a small form genocide, yeah. but how yeah. my life is it, really it's hard. It's a slow burn, not like a ha ha burn, okay, but good, no, good. totally comes off. All right. Totally comes off. Just like my pants. Oh, baby. I go off to the... Because they're they're flame-proof. So it's a slow burn, but they'll get off. I go over to the rack in the west side of the room, grab a saddle and strap it to pre-death tiger. (laughs) I pick him up and bring his head over the lit Agumon to extinguish the flame with his tears, which are still pooling out of his pulpy face. It wasn't a lot of liquid, so it did take some time to quell the fire bursting from this digital mound. I probably could have found a mop bucket and cleaning station down here, but this way it helps me lord supremacy over pre-death tiger nicely. Once the embers simmer and all that's left of the Agumon's head is from the bottom jaw down, I hoist both the dead Digimon and post-death tiger up on pre-DT with me. I guess there's only up from here for me now. Jesus. What's this teacher and these dumb students doing? Please leave my office. I did not sign up for a meet and greet like this. Why won't they catch my drift? (sighs) 
I really need a smoke real quick. Or maybe not. Did I previously establish myself as someone who doesn't smoke as well as being alcohol-free? If I did, screw that. Smoking equals a coolness plus 10, so I'm going to take a fat drag from this stogie. <sighs> Hold on, James. And a stogie is... Like a like a small cigarette. I mean, a, I get a small um, cigar, okay, but bigger okay, than okay. a cigarette. No, I was just wondering, because like, you know, some people don't know and they just use the word. Stogie. That's the sweet stuff. Okay, back to the story. I rode into the darkness atop a whimpering tiger while I tried to hold on to two large dead monster bodies with rigor mortis setting in. It was like trying to carry two very wide, long wooden boards up a few flight of stairs, both slipping in different directions after each step. Only this time, you can add a whining tiger trying to sniff up snot and me trying to throw on my darkest of shades to look just right when I crash tiger from Aladdin's foul party. And trust me, there will be a few giant turkeys and Howard's the duck there too to make things extra foul. Boo. Oh, God. Luckily for us, Pre-death tiger knows the layout of the land and dashes in all the right directions. As we jump up the stairs and emerge from the cavement, we're now in a man-made basement. Or should I say dungeon? Yes? Okay, yeah, dungeon it is. But this wasn't like something you'd see in Baldur's Gate, Tales from the Sword Coast, or even while recording chart-topping rap hits in the late 90s with organized noise. No, this was something different. This, my friends, was a goddamn party dungeon. The walls were littered with whips and chains, tables covered in baby skulls and cocaine, and in the far left corner, a goddamn mat for DDR. Uh, I also forgot to mention this, but my darkest shades double as thermal imagery specs and triple as Pornhub VR goggles. I switched over to my thermal imagery, wow. and, it, and it's what I expected. Pornhub VR. <laughs> so I clicked to switch over again and got what I needed for now. The dungeon takes on an entirely new look. The whips and chains were cold with a frigid blue, but the tables littered with baby skulls and cocaine were hot with a burning passion, much like 50 Cent and Magic Stick or Lloyd Banks and Smile. I have a question. Do Why they that? use the baby skulls to sniff the cocaine? No, they like it's just their it's it's like when in Scarface you see a mountain of cash and a mountain of cocaine. It's their currency. Gotcha. Okay, and what's the exchange gotcha. rate from baby skulls to human dollars? Uh, can I answer as derms? Yeah. No, that's I like I'm I'm legitimately curious in this world. A fucking arrest. That's what it is. You try and go in? That's like that's like trying to sell drugs to a to a minor. Oh my god. That's just wrong. They're hardworking people, so I get it. Who are? Miners. It's a tough oh, job. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking monsters. No, no, no. All right. Where was I? Hot with a patch and mush like. I turned to the DDR mat, and I almost pissed myself. Not only were the pads hotter than 50 Cent and Magic Stick or Lloyd Banks in the Smile music video. For real, watch those. He is muscular as hell. Oh, yeah. man. But there are two smoldering red blobs showing up on my dual-purpose specs that weren't there minutes ago, both dancing their tight red blobby buns off. This only means one thing. We've got a case of Caspers. I play it cool. I know Caspers can be a problem. 
You know how they are, always trying to ease you into a false sense of safety, but they're really just doing their signature style of grooming in order to keep the hell out of you. Fortunately for me, my mama Coco told me how to nuke a ghost. They have to be forgotten by murdering pictures of them. I changed my specs back to my darkest shades and scoped the room for pictures. You better believe I saw what any monster hunter would hate to see. The only two pictures hanging on the wall are of two respectable, decorated police officers looking like they're from the 50s or some shit. Oh boy. Derm's gotta banish some bad cops, a.k.a. cops, back to hell. Obviously dirty-ass cops. As I said, they are cops. Probably on the payroll of the worst monsters of the 50s. Greaser goblin gangs, sock hop sasquatches, and the worst of them all. A two-faced, winged creature that stalked and snuffed citizens of the South for years with its violent hypocrisy and ignorance. The Jim Crow. Oh, no. Boy. If I had a time machine, I'd go back and brutally murder all those monsters, but leave a little breath in the Jim Crow so it could drown on my piss while I pee pee in its mouth. I I feel like I'm on something right now. Good. (laughs) So these Caspers deserve the literal hell they're about to get. I pull out my gun and my sword. You know I have a goddamn gun blade, cause derms don't play around. It's also really not a gun, rather just a literal sword with a revolver handle welded onto it, so if it actually shot bullets, it would just shoot the bottom end of the blade, effectively exploding my hand in a shrapnel-filled mound of mush, skin, and blood. Zero bone, too, because my bones are hella weak to shattered bullets. Practically turns them into vapor. Regardless, it's time to smite a couple Caspers with a smile on my face. I sneak over to the picture hanging on the wall. Then, I ball up my fist, and I start punching myself in the genitals. With each hammering thrust, I receive critical blunt force trauma damage. I feel my HP sinking lower and lower with each ball-shattering pound until my health bar is piss yellow. Except for my piss, because that's going to be bright red for a couple days. Now that my health bar is low enough, you know what that means. You got it. Instant limit break, baby. It's go time. The camera starts to swirl around me in a 360-degree pattern as I unsheath my gun blade and unleash my most appropriate limit break for the current situation. The unstable ex-spouse. Pretty much, I hold the gun blade like a small knife and dagger and I stab out the eyes of each creature I'm facing, but each picture in this case. You know, like, um, hey, I don't want these... Pictures around anymore? Yep. No, I know. I know. I know, I know, I know some psycho, <laughs> psycho ex bullshit. Yeah, unstable baby. I don't want to see your eyes in pictures. I don't see your eyes anymore. And it's super effective towards eyeball kaiju putties and certain gorgonites. I know, but I sneak up to the pictures and remove them from the frames. I stare at both, and I see a sadness in their eyes. Maybe the day the pictures were taken, they both lost a partner. 
maybe their favorite skating rink was being shut down and they couldn't raise enough money to save it like in the movies. Maybe, just maybe, they felt remorse for the terrible acts of destruction they aided in as dirty cops, aka cops. Hmm... Anywho, I break my limit and just like I did to my crotch, each stab landed a critical hit filled with engorged jealousy. Suddenly, flashes of light start to dance around the DDR mat and the Caspers become corporeal, now visual within our earthly realm. Their screams start to pierce the thick, dead, dank air of the party dungeon. Deathly winds from the underworld swirl and blow a large puff of cocaine smack dab into pre-death tiger's nose as if there were a translucent crazy straw in front of him and pre-death tiger a huffed a strong one straight to the dome. I'll get back on how this affects the adventure shortly. Both cops turned to me, still screaming, and stared directly into my eyes with their still saddened peepers. Actually, I think I get this now. They were probably sad due to the rampant, untreated depression that plagued America in the 1950s. So, as they stared me down with untreated clinical depression sp spilling from their <laughs> eyes in a demonic growl, complete with reversed reverb and a slight echo that you won't be hearing, listeners, they both belted out in sequence, This is not the last you've seen of us. Someday. You'll be in our dimension. When that day comes, so will our vengeance and your reckoning. I take a deep breath, tilt my head, push my sunglasses down my nose and say, that's possibly the coolest thing anyone has ever cursed on me. I'd be honored <laughs> to be in the presence of the greatest monster wrangler in the multiverse, Satan himself. And with that, a demon hand pulls both Casper cops to an endless void that is hell. They left behind one hype derms and the smell of a chicken Caesar sandwich. I should probably mention this now. Satan isn't a monster. He's an otherworldly being and his job description is literally punish monsters for eternity for being monsters. Which means Satan is a good guy, a hero, you dummies. He's a pretty cool dude. Right. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty mad. There might be four of them. We don't know. Four Satans? Uh, oh. You'll find it's lore that will be baked into the campaign. Oh. Okay, back to the story. Pretty much, we're going to flash forward to me busting through the doors of this hotel conference room. Don't think of this as some half-assed way to make all of this end quicker, or think of this as bad storytelling. No, that's not the case. Remember that cocaine on the table that shot straight into the nose holes of pre-death tiger? Well, that wasn't just pure cocaine. Don't get it twisted, though. The cocaine portion of this powder was pure cocaine, but there was more to that powder. Upon further review in my lab, it was also speed, Adderall, high-grade whey protein, and finely crushed jawbreaker. Not only was this stupid... The essentials. Yeah. Not only was this stupid monster jazzed up with an uncontrollable drug-induced bout of energy with a sugar rush on top of it, his muscles started to jettison out from the whey protein. Dude was jacked. The Adderall also gave him a laser focus on his mission, and that was to kill Tiger from Aladdin 
or have me post a picture of him crying in a diaper with the caption, little baby wet himself on tigerbook.com to forever emasculate him until the day Mama Coco forgets him. Oh my God. Which would be a few (laughs) minutes after he blows his brains out as an indirect result of relentless cyberbullying spearheaded by yours truly. Which is exactly what happened to Ja Rule after the G-Unit beef. Mama Coco will never utter the lyrics to Always On Time again. God damn it. Smash cut to us busting through the double doors of the Holiday Inn. We are almost over, guys. The Holiday Inn's conference room. Pre-Death Tiger pounced through the steel-enforced doors and, while soaring through the air, slashed his claws through the two miniature Rodans guarding the banquet hall. They were so... Oh, this is such a stupid... Like, it makes sense in my head. Is Rodan the pterodactyl looking at? Yeah. They were sliced into four sections... One of me hitting you, the other of me hitting you while you're curled on the floor praying I'd stop. (laughs) PDT is still flying through the air like some mystic basketball player, and his muscles are bigger than bigger than Hulk's now. Jesus freaking Christ, he's huge. Soft to the eye and hard to the touch. If this thing wasn't a monster, a certain muscle on me would be raging right now, too. (laughs) You know, my freaking brain. It'd be firing off on all cylinders trying to figure out how I could plow his muscles. (laughs) I could barely believe his frame could withstand such a drastic change in muscle mass in so little time with Mary-Kate and Ashley. Come to realize, though, PDT straight up died mid-flight and his legs were just flapping in the wind like thin, long bags full of loose sausages and pudding. His pec muscles must have flexed so hard, so tightly, they popped his tiny tiger heart. Popped on the heart. You're too late. Oh my God. They made this tiger dead, man. <laughs> We plummeted to the ground, crashing into the floor like a fleshy airplane whose engine exploded from a beefy turkey soaring in the night sky because his heart burst like a gusher. I may have lost PDT, but I gained another long-range weapon to my inventory. (laughs) Oh my god. I guess you could say I was a dual-wielding dead tiger master. Plus 12 to my faint of heart grandmother who panics when tigers fly through the air at her. (laughs) (laughs) My eyes, this is what you guys can expect from the campaign. I'm so excited. Oh my God. I'm so excited. My eyes dart around the room like Jeff Goldblum as the fly when I punched him so hard he was literally all around the room. In death chunks, I mean. I see all the high-rolling monsters are here, including factory farm scarecrows, Lord Zed in a court dress wig, say cheese or die, even Killer Croc after winning the lottery was there, just rolling a blunt out of a baby skull. This here is the product and filth of the biggest monsters of all. Greed, capitalism, and tiny rocks that somehow get in your sock midday, even though you've been wearing shoes inside at your office job and haven't gone anywhere loose rocks are hanging out. So, Derms is ready to stab out eyes like a crazy ex-girlfriend or boyfriend 
and chuck the disfigured bodies of slain monsters around the place like I'm in a strongman competition and they're a bunch of logs. One sec before we continue. Take a moment to actually think of Lord Zed in a fancy man's wig. Pretty kooky, right? That was the thing that got me. Okay, hell yeah. (laughs) But let's get back to this. As I arm myself with my trusty dead Agumon, I hear a faint, slow, yet steady sound coming from the crowd. As it gets louder, it sounds like a muted clap, kind of like the time a kid wearing thick mittens punched you at school for being a nerd because you weren't as cool as you clearly are now. From the crowd steps out Tiger from Aladdin. He's clapping, but... Because he has soft little paw pads like a (laughs) kitty cat, the slow clapping doesn't make a booming noise like human hands do. Humans FT dubs, baby. For the win. Yeah, I got that. Thank (laughs) you. I didn't didn't need that explanation. (laughs) TFA walks to the center of the room and stands in front of me, about 13 feet away. Oh, He's on his hind legs because he's sophisticated like Tootsie Pop Owl or a 30-month-year-old baby. The monster circling us stood in a hushed silence, much like the silence I experienced after listening to Patiently Waiting on Get Rich or Die Trying. Free yayo, am I right? Much like the cocaine that Tiger snorted. You know, free yayo. (laughs) TFA takes a deep breath, cracks his weird tiger knuckles, and says... Roar! 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 Okay, so I could translate everything word for word, but it's pointless because he's just saying the generic villain stuff. Like a monster gangster would say. Now, if this were a movie, though, this is where 50 Cent would turn it off because he turns off all gangster movies before the end when the bad guy dies. That's a (laughs) line from a 50 Cent song. Might be an Obi Tri song that he featured on. Who really knows? However... I'll heavily paraphrase what TFA said. Pretty much, it's like, I'm nothing but a nuisance to the monster community. He knows they're not a good people, but why would he want to be that? Good people can't pee on public toilet seats and leave it as is, nor can they do metal shit like paying for gold using baby skulls. He went on to say that monsters are the next step in evolution And to just look at that Fox Kids TV show where monsters were the evolution referred to in the title. He just droned on for a while like this. It kind of reminds me of a dream where Satanic the Soulless, you know, that underground horrorcore rapper, he was my dad and he sat me down for the birds and the bees talk. But instead of learning about sex, he just talked for 30 minutes about how cool Anton LaVey is. Again, I'm totally cool with Satan, but not that fake Levian Satanism BS. I am my own god. Oh, right, sure. No, Alanis Morissette, Bahamut, and Satan, those are gods. Come on now. (laughs) After all the typical villain stuff, TFA said something that perked my petite ears again. He said he was going to handle me the way they handle all enemy intruders. He was going to make a goddamn fancy feast dinner out of me. Oh boy. Derms ain't a snack food, fancy or otherwise. Derms is a goddamn man with a knife that can, I think, shoot bullets and has an assortment of now decaying monsters. 
one of which is missing the top of his head, the other is wearing a diaper, and <laughs> the last one possibly very old or riddled with a sickness or just lazy and didn't want to go to the bathroom to release. I guess he could have had a pee-pee duty diaper king too, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but Derms was ready to tango, even if my life was on the line. I pushed my sunglasses up with my middle finger and mouthed, F you and the moist horse you rode in on, you filthy cuck, to Tiger from Aladdin and got in my ready position. Now, I got a little confused after that. I thought TFA must have had some really thin skin because mouthing F you and the moist horse you rode in on, you filthy cuck, got to him hardcore. He buckled to his knees and started aggressively tearing up. Then I noticed something <laughs> strange, bizarre from D12 even. The skin on his chest started to wrinkle around. Shit. Was Tiger from Aladdin going to final form Tiger from Aladdin? Which is just him wearing a fancy hat like Aladdin wore in the movie with engorged nipples and six legs. Jesus. Nope. Dude, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was not final form Tiger from Aladdin because after a couple seconds, his heart tore from his chest. See, if we were in Raccoon City, I would totally believe this is some sort of horrific torture porn boss fight transformation. But Resident Evil is just a video game and not part of the Derms Clerman canonical universe. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, this was just his heart leaping with magnificent force from his chest cavity. It was pretty dope, but not as dope as what was about to happen. TFA's eyes rolled back into his head as an old friend, seven times bloodier than we last saw him, and an infinitely time more covered in inside guts, came hopping out from Tiger from Aladdin's body. It was Munster! Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck have you been? As soon as his tiny feet hit the floor, women in SWAT gear swung down from the roof using ropes and pulleys. All of the monsters tried to flee, but they were no match for these strong, powerful women, not to mention their laser beam cannons having a hundred foot range with precise accuracy. There was a controlled panic in the room, and Munster seemed to be the conductor of it all. Scarecrows burst into flame from the heat of the laser beams. Lord Zed lost his wig. Say Damn. Cheese and Dye's film was exposed to the UV strobe lights flashing because, remember, this was a crazy monster rave in a Holiday Inn conference room. And Killer Croc's luck finally ran out. Remember, he won the lottery, which is pretty lucky. As the chaos settled and the smoke cleared, the crack smoke that was already present before <laughs> I busted into the Holiday Inn conference room uh. because monsters love cocaine-based products, I see Munster turn and walk towards me. In my mind, I thought, am I going to have to eat my words and shake a Munster's hand in a gratitude? Or does the Munster still have a hunger for more, too? That's a Lloyd Banks album. Oh, thank you <laughs> for explaining for that. Nicole proofread this and said, is this a reference to something? <laughs> <laughs> for more blood, uh, uh, hunger for more too, for more bloodshed and magic school bus type body adventures. Before I could make up my mind, the monster's hand went to the middle of its neck and grabbed its fur. With one immediate tug, it removed what is 
now clearly a mask and at the same time turned into a full-sized woman. All I could think was, is this lady some sort of magical shape-shifting wizard monster? Or did that cave of Zubats actually wake up an hour ago while I was down in the cavement and drain me of my life fluids? And this is a product of my dwindling mind? As soon as I came back to reality, the woman monster came and shook my hand. She said with excitement in her voice, Thank you so much, Derms. You've made this whole mission a giant success. I backed away confused and said, Miss, are you some sort of magical shape-shifting wizard monster? Or did that cave of Zubats actually wake up an hour ago while I was down in the caveman? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cut you off right there, the possible wizard monster said. Yeah. My name is Gast Plum. I'm a top government agent here on a mission with my department, the Child Protection Services. There's no bigger threat to children, babies specifically, than monster gangs. You know, on account of them using baby skulls as coin. She pointed at a small mountain of smooth, bleached white, freshly boiled baby skulls. Jesus. I guess this means we're going to be spending some time at the dentist gathering dental records to identify the children. Give them a proper burial. Unlike these bastards. I think Jose's having a dilemma right now. So real, so fast. Her body turned to a pile of dead monsters on the ground. These clowns don't deserve compassion, she said angrily as she motioned towards a couple of twisted metal sweet teeth. I'm not sure how gigantic ice cream trucks got into this Holiday Inn conference room, though, but who cares? (laughs) No, that's not what they're getting. Girls, she yelled to get the attention of her agents. Bring these sacks of meat out back and deal with them how we usually do. Unload rounds of machine guns and uh, unload rounds of machine gun bullets into their body until they practically dissolve into a thick muck on the ground that all the pigeons can eat in the morning. The agents Fucking cheered yikes. and started dragging out Disney's gremlins, Mucinex mucus men, and any other abomination that lay dead. They even grabbed both those dead tigers and the Agumon, who was tongue deep in my ear before I twisted his head off like a beer for children. Do children drink beer? Again, I'm not well read on the whole alcohol subject. But Gas turned away and began walking. Wait just a minute. You explain why you're here, but you didn't explain the monster getup. She turned with a gassy look on her face. Well... I guess I can explain a couple things quickly. First, the man you met in your office, Elbow, he works for us too. We knew you'd be the perfect guy to gain entry into the place and cause a much-needed distraction for us to swarm. However, I wasn't expecting you to throw me at the guards earlier. I interrupted, wait, you and I both looked at each other and nodded in a silent (laughs) agreement to the plan. (laughs) Hell no, I... I thought you were nodding to let me know you had the invite ready to go. Maybe grab some Thai food after all of this. Gas said in a confounded fashion. When you threw me, I had to improvise. Luckily, this suit comes with titanium monster claws, perfect for eviscerating security guard neck. Unlucky for me, I was caught and Tiger from Aladdin actually succeeded in eating me. With a single bite, that is. One big old chomp. 
I laid low in his stomach for an hour until I heard a ruckus, knowing that would be my time to act. Now, for the monkey suit, try it on. It will make you look smaller, but it's just an optical illusion. You know, like that ICP song about illusions where they trick your ears like an illusion into thinking they're competent rappers. See, I reference Juggalo stuff, and I bet other characters in later stories will too because that's the writer's wheelhouse. They're called illusions. She winks to the hate you. She auditory illusions, I, I think, is the but I like ear illusions. Ear illusions yeah. <laughs> she winks to the audience above the page to break the fourth wall. Go on, try it, Derms. Last page, guys. I tried on the suit. Actually, it's half page. I tried on the suit, and instantly I felt like I was a mere two feet tall with a fluffy tail. As soon as I took it off, I grew back to normal size. Boy. This is trippy. Who made this for you, I asked. Oh, well, you know, Gas started. I think it was a shape-shifting wizard monster. Are you freaking kidding? At that moment, Gas shot me some finger guns and winked at me. You got me. You freaking got me, I said through laughter. Gast and her crew moved out and went back to my office to count my dollars, only to be greeted by an entire elementary class field trip, which I still have no idea why they are here. <laughs> I'm fed up with this. Miss, I, sh- I shout right now. Why am I narrating this? Why are you here? The teacher turns to me and says in a sensual whisper, I'm so sorry to bother you, but... This was the only time for me to come meet you. I'm in the middle of a class field trip to the same museum they went last year, just in a different grade, because that's how schools work. I was just complaining about that earlier today. My name is Monarch (laughs) Go-Kart. And I'm in dire need of a monster hunter of your caliber. You see... My brother was kidnapped and forced into slavery by a group of traveling monsters. He was a student at Full Sail University, so they're making him run sound at their shows. Oh no, I say to Monarch with a worrying tone. You don't mean... Yes, Monarch exclaims. My brother was kidnapped by the Country Bear Jamboree (laughs) Band. (laughs) Ma'am... I said as I put a hand on her shoulder, not in a comforting way, but as a method to evoke dramatics. Mark my worms. I'll get your brother back. I don't just want my brother back, Mr. Clerman, she said with a fire igniting in her eye. I want the Country Bear Jamboree Band to suffer and to die a suffering death Well, they suffer. (laughs) Oh, well... That's a story for another day. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, bravo. Amazing. That was Honestly, so great. Bravo. Honestly, PDT is my favorite character. <laughs> Pre-death PDT night, yeah. is a pretty great fucking character. He's also my band name. Hell yeah. Uh, well, guys, thank you for listening. Next episode is episode zero, where I'll be explaining why a group of characters will be coming to Derms, what will be happening, and all our friends will be explaining a little backstory of their character. What's up, dude? Where did you come up with the name Monarch Go-Kart? Uh, I, oh, I actually do know why I came up with that. So, uh, as I worked at Vivid Seats, I had a bunch of, uh, oh man, his name is Othell. 
O-T-H-E-L-L. He's an artist and he would be at G-Fest and he had a series. It's somewhere. It's so fucking cool. They were stickers of him. It was all the Godzilla kaiju, but in go-karts. Oh, okay. That's kind of rad. So one was Mothra. So I just said, well, that's a monarch. And I believe like we had recently watched one of the newer Godzilla movies. So I was like, monarch go-kart. That's what I'm doing. Amazing. Hell yeah, brothers! Uh, oh gosh, I'm so ha- I'm so excited to play in this universe after just the silliness. I still feel and like it's I'm so on something fun and like oh, that's awesome! Hell I'm yeah, so excited. Me too. Uh, like episode one, I'm I'm really it's solid. All the beats are plotted out. I'm a, I'm ch- pumped for you guys to explore this world. I'm so excited to and. Just- and oh, after a reaction to one thing, I'm like, oh boy, is that gonna be the big bet? I'm not sure. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Head over to Instagram. Uh, everything's in the description. Go to mlmpod.com. Listen to my music under Marshland Monster. And then hit up patreon.com forward slash mlmpod, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive content every single Friday or $10 a month where you get exclusive monthly content and shout outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those starting with Steve F Eric Berry of Ranger command power hour, Alex Z the Waz, Orion. He's a rapper. Defo D hyphen F O Kayla, AK two grapes, Jordan B the chaos, Witch, my Bickle, my brother in common law, Joshua Jacobs, Steve Barnes, the co-host, or I guess the host. And I'm the co-host of sweet child of time. It's a wheel of time podcast. Go check that out. Season two, hopefully coming up. Amazon, put it out, baby. My mother, the womb in which I emerged, my mom, and finally, Lil Corey's BFF and roommate, probably in the room where it's happening right now, Shane. Yeah, he's not, but yeah. He's there in spirit. All right, guys, I'm James. Oh, wait, we don't do that. We say like, and with, oh, and uh, what's a Derms Clerman way? I don't know. And with that being said, I guess I'll continue yeah. Lil Corey's thing. See you guys. Bye. 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 This has been a Marshland Media production. Produced by Corey King and James McCullum. Music by Marshland Monster. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today. Oh, yeah.